You know, it's it's honestly a dream I feel like we all probably have, and that is that my children don't have to deal with some of the stuff that I deal with and that we deal with right now. And that's just, that's the main reason why I'm doing what I, I'm doing while I'm out here and why, you know, I do the things I do is because I don't want to have to have those conversations with my children that my mom had to have with me. Welcome to Dream Radically Podcast, brought to you by Foundation for Liberating Minds. Dreaming radically is a necessity if we are to reach a world of liberation for all marginalized peoples. Imagining the world we want to see and then fighting like hell to go and get it. Dream radically is a hope, a strategy, a goal of altering the status quo in our quest for social transformation. Join us on this journey. Let's dream. Hey y'all, it's Aurelius. I'll be a host on today's podcast. The genre of music known as hip-hop is credited to be founded in the South Bronx in 1978 at a house party when a DJ by the name of Cool Herc scratched the record on the turntables, which morphed into a phenomenon we now know as the most popular form of music in the entire world. From Korea and the UK to South Africa and Nigeria, to the US and artists like Drake, DaBaby, and Roddy Rich owning the Billboard music charts week in and out. Hip hop has turned from a counterculture form of music to a sound that reverberates across cultural, racial, ethnic, and class differences, but it has never left its roots as a political force. Hip hop is a sound of now, and it's been that way for decades. Despite this newfound popularity, hip hop is and has always been what I call protest poetry. It's protest music, it is young Black people telling the realities of their experiences growing up in poor, often hyper-policed, under-resourced communities and making it out any way they know how. Now, there are obvious forms of music that fit into my description of protest poetry, like Kendrick Lamar's Black of the Berry and Lupe Fiasco's Strange Fruition. But I would also make the argument that a verse from Lil Snoop in 2018 after his premature death is one of the best examples of protest music though it may not be what we think of when we think of Black protest. In this verse, Snoop quite literally predicts his premature death at the hands of gun violence, talks about him working tirelessly to provide for his mother who provided for him for so long. Snoop's high-pitched voice over eerie production pierces the ears with the reality of death that he and so many other young Black people are faced with in this country. Protest is any public form of dissent or resistance to an idea, action, or system and institution of oppression. Poetry is defined as literature that evokes a concentrated imaginative awareness of experience or a specific emotional response through language chosen and arranged for its meaning, sound, and rhythm. Hip hop is a public display of black truth. And in a country that has sought in every generation to dispel black voices from speaking truth, Hip hop is a perfect example of a form of protest. There's a long history of black music being a source for transformation and resistance. Stories cross the plantation revealing enslaved people joining in songs of gospel music to get through the day. Jazz, blues, soul, rock, and country all have examples of origins in black artistry and in black artists speaking out against oppression. Hip hop also rejects respectability politics that has been present in formal black political settings and in black liberation movements of the past and present. This is why many old school black folk reject hip hop as continuing the legacy of black music as a form of protest and amplification of black resistance and evolution. But there's no doubt that artists like my guests on today's episode 
make the connection between hip hop and social activism clear. So let's welcome in OKC rapper and organizer JB. So Mr. JB Williams, uh, you know, welcome to the podcast. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. How are your legs, man? How are your feet? How are, how are, how are you uh, spiritually? My legs are, are better. There's still just, you know, certain things I notice. You just, when I walk, that's different now. But, you know, spiritually, I feel great, man. Good, good, good. For those that don't know, um, at the time of recording this podcast, JB and, and a few other activists in, in Oklahoma walked 131 miles from the state capital in Oklahoma City to McAllister, Oklahoma, uh, which is the location of the Oklahoma State Penitentiary, where Julius Jones sits on uh, Oklahoma death row for a crime that he did not commit. There's a huge campaign right now, Justice for Julius, that JB is a part of, uh, a coalition of people. I think everyone who's passionate about social justice in Oklahoma is involved trying to ensure that the state does not kill this Black brother who was incarcerated due to what we know as is institutional racism and a lack of proper defense and uh, clear racism within the jury. Uh, that decided his eventual fate. So we'll continue pushing for that, for justice for Julius. And, and JB has been a strong voice for that. So appreciate you for that, JB, for sure. Yeah, thank you for saying that he was innocent. You know, a lot of times, even people who are a part of speaking out for Julius, they won't say he's innocent. They just be somebody who doesn't believe in the death penalty or something like that, you know, and uh, we believe that he's innocent. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So JB, you know, the first question that we ask all of our, our guests on this podcast, the name of it is Dream Radically Podcast, you know, thinking about imagining a better world, a world full of, of justice and safety. And so the first question for you that I have is, is what is your radical dream? You know, it's, it's honestly a dream I feel like we all probably have, and that is that my children don't have to deal with some of the stuff that I deal with and that we deal with right now. And that's just, that's the main reason why I'm doing what I, I'm doing while I'm out here and why, you know, I do the things I do is because I don't want to have to have those conversations with my children that my mom had to have with me. Exactly. You know, and I think that's motivation for a lot of people, as you said, right, is that we want something better for our kids or for our, our, our nieces and nephews, in, in my case, right? A better world for them. So I think that's beautiful. So tell us about the work that you do, JB, in the community and how you use your music to sort of propel social change. Man, it's hard for me to talk about myself. I'm like, man, I do this, I do that. But I always say, man, I never know what I'm, what I'm doing until I'm doing it, you know? Even with like the walk, like I was just up one night and thought of that and text my friends and like, let's walk to McAllister, you know. But I think a big part of what I do is, is just trying to use my voice to be a voice for those people who don't have a voice. And that goes for Julius Jones, that goes for, you know, every kid coming up who doesn't feel like, you know, they're heard or they're seen. That goes for people who are who are dealing with injustice, people who are dealing with poverty, people who are dealing with all these things, and they just feel like nobody sees them or hears them. And, you know, that's because whenever I was growing up and I was younger, I felt like that at times, you know, that nobody heard me, nobody nobody heard our cries, and uh, nobody saw us whenever we were needing help. So, you know, that's all I try to do, you know, if it's 
walking 131 miles to to make a statement if it's doing events to you know help our homeless population or raising money for our homeless population if it's creating programs to help high school students with financial literacy you know whatever you know i don't i you know i don't know like those are just some things that i've done but the cool thing is is yeah like all of this started with music you know music was a way for me to express myself and that was really was my main focus was just you know being a rapper and i think from there you know it was just kind of like a, a natural progression to whenever you have the opportunity to help your community because of people turn to you because of your music then you should do it and i think that's just where i was yeah talk a little bit about what you did with the murals on on the east side and that whole push yeah so i do a lot of like performances and i perform at a lot of events that are you know based around the arts and based around street art and based around uh, murals and graffiti and all these cool things i've been doing doing it for years and none of those events were on the east side where I grew up, you know, it's always on the west side. And so uh, I was just like, man, like I really just got just annoyed with, you know, all these cool events and all these cool things for other people's communities, you know. And so I got with my friend, um, his name is uh, Chris Canale. He's he runs Oklahoma Mural Syndicate. And I took him to this spot on the east side where I got permission from the owner of the building to do a mural and we were there, they're opening up a uh, market there, a grocery store there. And I've been kind of involved with the group who's doing that, you know, and, you know, kind of been pushing for a new grocery store. So they just kind of all work together. And so my, my friend, I was like telling him, you know, my vision was to, you know, bring the arts to the east side, but not just that bring art that looks like us, you know, bring art that is done by people who look like us. So whenever these young kids in the community are seeing this dope art and they want to look up the artist, they can look up and, and it'd be somebody who looks like them. So we put together this nonprofit called With Love. Uh, and with, with the With Love project is basically just an art initiative for the east side of Oklahoma City. And that was our first, like kind of our launch. And we had six artists from around Oklahoma, from Oklahoma City to Lawton to from Tulsa. And we just told them, you know, come and just do you. You know, we don't want to tell you what to do. There's no, you know, real uh, structure to it. It's just be original and be organic. And, you know, we kind of gave a background on the east side for those, those artists who weren't familiar with it and it turned out to be a great event and some great art, you know. I'm an arts commissioner on uh, the Oklahoma City Arts Commission, so uh, I've kind of got to learn how, you know, different mural projects happen, and so that helped with the process, too, just being an arts commissioner, and so um, so that's the first of many. You know, there are so many, so many things on the east side that we want to do, like, for instance, Pitts Park. I grew up, you know, knowing Pitts Park, but my only knowledge of it was, was gang affiliation. That's where you go to get put on Hoover, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never understood why I was even called Pitts till I was an adult. And so when I learned about Captain Pitts and learned his story and how heroic he was and the things he did in combat, it bugged me out, you know? And so, you know, we wanna do something at the park to honor him. And so people can pull up and see 
you know, why Pitts Park is named Pitts Park. Just certain things like that and just highlight our history and highlight our heritage, you know, among the East Side. And uh, because the East Side is changing, you know, and, and in 10 years, I want the East Side, no matter what, I want it to still look like us. I want you to still be able to go there and know that we were, that we were there. You know what I mean? So, so that's what the With Love Project is. And that mural project on 23rd that we did was kind of the launch of it. And it was dope, man. We had a great time. It really is amazing. The, the artwork, uh, you know, there's a, there's a mural of, of Brianna Taylor done by a dope artist. There's, you know, multiple pieces, um, a piece by my former professor at OU, Ebony Dallas, who is an amazing artist and did an, an amazing piece there. So if you haven't seen it, go, go to 23rd and Hood in Oklahoma City and check out those pieces. And, you know, I, I love that, JB, because art is such a, can be, uh, and, and, and often is such a profound statement and really is love and action. Um, and so to pour that back into the east side of Oklahoma City that has so often not been loved by this state, by this city, by the people even in the community, to, to pour that love back in, I think is beautiful and is a push to continue to, to push for sort of unity and transformation within the East Side. So that's some amazing work that you're doing there. So when did you like begin seeing the potential for your music and your activist work to merge? Was it sort of like from the jump? I remember listening to some of your, your music in eighth grade when I was in eighth grade, when my sister would pick me up from middle school and we would, we would blast it, you know, in the parking lot and stuff. So from the jump, were you sort of merging that work? Yeah, sister's my road dog, man. Like she, like I'm, she ride for me, I ride for her. Um, but no, you know, back then I didn't, you know, like I said, man, like I was just trying to be a rapper. I think, I think like the the drastic or like the me understanding like there's more to me than just rapping probably happened 2014, 2015, you know, and just trying to be involved. Um, with my community and you know those things the music I feel like the things I, I rapped about and talked about has always been there and I think a lot of it was just because that's that's what I wanted to see happen so like you know when I'm rapping like because I you know uh, we grew up in poverty and all these things I would rap about overcoming those things and getting out of those situations because uh, my brother got killed uh, and was murdered I think I rapped about how I want to see people die like that, you know what I mean? But I think putting out those words in my music into like action and actually stepping out into community and doing things that didn't have anything to do with music, but I guess, you know, reflected my music probably like 2015, 2016, you know, when I just realized, man, like it's a lot of people out here rapping, you know, but that's it, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I just felt like, man, like, for one, I'm I'm never going to be the best rapper. I'm never going to, like, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I started to realize, like, you know, maybe I'm not here just to be the rapper. Maybe I'm here to be more than that, you know? And it's some guys that that's all they're good at is rapping, you know what I'm saying? Or, or it's some guys that, like, all they want to do is rap. And I feel like, man, I have to be you know, I want to be just somebody who doesn't just rap, but puts action behind the words that I say in my music. You know what I mean? That and I feel like if people are listening, then, you know, the things I say should compel them to want to be different. You know what I mean? And if it's compelling them to want to be different, then I should obviously lead, lead like that and live like that, too.
Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I think that's really reflected in your last album, uh, you know, that you dropped uh, in 2020. You know, some some great music. I think the music's always been there, but the content, right? Like like what you're saying in it, really growing in that way. So I think that's awesome. Kind of touching on that last piece you were talking about, JB, um, do you think that all hip hop artists um, should be using their platform to do this type of work, to make political stances? Or are you okay with, with some artists sort of like staying in like a, a hip hop lane, just making music basically? You know, I think that there are some rappers who talk that political talk, talk that conscious talk, talk that that pro-black talk, and um, there's no action behind it. You know what I mean? They they aren't putting anything into the community, you know what I'm saying, that you can reach out and touch. You know what I mean? So there's there's that. And then you have artists who they just make music, you know, it's about them, they let you know it, and that's okay too. I think that the idea is, is for instance, like Martin Luther King, right? He did the March on Washington and gave the I Have a Dream speech. You know, at that moment in time, the whole entire world is listening to him, what he had to say. And he could have talked about whatever he wanted to, you know, he could have said whatever he wanted to say, but he made a choice to say something that would live on and would, would transcend time. And so I think that for me, I wanna live like that. I wanna say and do things like that. If people are listening, I gotta say something. So for the rappers who they may not ever get out in the streets and be activists or help people or do for people, but they're saying something, that's cool you know at least they're saying something you know what i mean at least they had an awakening you know at some point for the artists who don't do any of that stuff and they're just out to get theirs and you know they talk about what they talk about whether it's drugs sex money dancing whatever there are times when i'm in the mood for that <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know what i mean so so I think there's room for everything, you know, and I can't put my convictions on other people. You know, when I don't do anything, I feel convicted. You know what I'm saying? I can't put my convictions on other people. And and to be honest, some of those rappers who do say stuff but don't do anything, they've motivated me to get out and do stuff just by what they've said. You know what I'm saying? Some of those rappers who don't say anything and don't do anything, they motivate me to even want to even want to do more because they aren't. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there is a place for all of it. And I think that with music and with art, it's all subjective. And A, I can't put my convictions on other uh, musicians and other artists. And B, I want art and people who make art to feel like I feel um, when I make art or not feel like I feel when I make art. Meaning like if I'm doing music, like I know like it's like me, you know, taking out my heart and painting on the wall and letting people come by and judge it. You know what I'm saying? And people can come by and look at my blood, sweat and tears and my heart and come to their own conclusions based off what I did. And so that's the risk I take anytime I put music out. And I know, I know that, you know, if you're a true artist, then you're taking that risk too. And part of that risk is knowing like, everybody's not gonna like it. Everybody's not gonna get it. Some people are gonna talk about it, some people aren't but there are going to be people who, who love it and want you to do more. So because I know that and I know what it's like, I can't be too overcritical of other rappers and other artists because like 
if they're just as passionate about it as I am, even though I might think they didn't put as much time in or they didn't, they, they aren't thinking as deep as I am, if they're as passionate about it as I am, they having that same panic whenever they put it out like I do. So I'm doing an EP uh, with my friend, uh, his name is Derek Miner. He's a producer out of Nashville. And so 2021, I'm gonna do three EPs, three different producers. And so this song is called, right now it's called How Many More? It'll probably still be called How Many More whenever it drops. But he sent me this beat and, you know, I was just rapping on it. And then he hit me back and was like, this is why, this is why I love producers like that. Cause sometimes you'll work with a producer and he'll just send you a, a beat and you do whatever it's like, okay, cool. And he don't care what you said on it. But he sent me this beat, I rapped on it, sent it back. He was like, nah, he's like, I want you to go in. And this is why I chose this song based off of what you were saying. He was like, I want you to go in and tell me about like, why you, why you are doing what you're doing, you know, in the streets, why you are getting into this activism, why you're, why are you going so hard right now? You know, talk about that. And so, you know, I had to redo it. So yes, it's one of those songs where like, I kind of, you know, was led in a certain direction based on what the producer had a vision for it. And it really helped me. So now let's check out an uh, unreleased track from JB called How Many More. Isn't there a possible breakthrough with any of the peer groups? The Negroes are the trouble spot. The Negroes. I'm the best friend those people have in Washington. The computers indicate a sharp decline immediately after your law and order speech last winter. Somebody asked how I became an activist. I don't know, someone asked a question, I answered it. Went from writing rhymes to being on the front lines. Make these people hear the voices of the voiceless. Lies and false information is like poison. I used to think the truth would set you free. Not only ignore truth, but they strongly disagree. Like, the fact that we dying ain't apparent. Icing separating kids from their parents. Meat get the earth, it's the debt that we inherit. DA probably tapping my devices. Who knew the human rights could be so divisive? Life is priceless if your skin look like the righteous. Which is crazy if you think about the facts. Jesus' skin was the color of brass. Hair was like wool, that nigga was probably black. Economic lynching, looking natural, let you tell it. Your mirrors what your grandpappy did to our Emmett, a co chemist, lying way to siphon our souls from his bad premise. Fuck you and your white supremacist. 
Black folk turning to gold from the trash you sent us. Red when we blew y'all in both golf and tennis. Your clan's the menace, both bedsheet bitches and your racist tenants. I salt your earth, dismiss your penis, respect my worth, and eat that sentence. Your words are fake, veneer like Dennis. Your hate does not explain the spot in time. You decided the crime was worth a life less white than yours. Bitch, you got the floor, or can't you speak? Must be that hypocrisy, I'm hot, you see? It's us versus cops versus the rich, cause the rich pay them cops, and them cops dig the ditch, where they hide out truths, where they morals got a hitch. Shit a glitch in the matrix, y'all never fix. Till it backfired twice when them Germans said, now them chickens coming home to roost, are you proud of it? Do you hear me, man? Do you understand? I am black. I'm a nigga, you understand me? I was born black, I live black, and I'm gonna die probably because I'm black. Because some cracker that knows I'm black better than you, nigga, is probably gonna put a bullet in the back of my head. Last question for you, JB. What is the purpose of your music? You know, why do you create? The purpose of, of anything artistic um, should be to create change and to, you know, raise awareness or raise a question to really like impact people's lives. And that's why I create, you know, um, there's a rapper, he has a song, a verse where he says, you know, I hope this message reaches you like Melly Mel reached me, you know, and like, that's so like, it's so simple, but I've been thinking that my entire life with when I do music and I never thought to say it, you know what I mean? And that's the reason why I hope this message that I'm, that I'm trying to get across reaches you the way that Pac reached me, the way that, you know, Melly Mel reached me, the way that Nas reached me, uh, the way that Brother Ali reached me, the way that MF Doom reached me, the way that Blue reached me, the way that Merce reached me, like all these people, you know, who at some point in time reached me with their music, music, you know, that's the reason, you know, because those are things that helped me be a creator and me create and me uh, become an artist and a musician and a rapper and all, and, and all these things. And if in the process, my music can help somebody or somebody can hear a song and it do something for them or it uplift them or it give them an idea, you know, that's the reason why. And if that's all it ever does, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, maybe I'm not doing this for me. Maybe I'm doing it for just that person, for that one person who gets energy from it or sparks an idea or decides to change something or change what they were doing or, you know what I mean? Like that's the reason why that's the purpose. I love that. And it, and it reminds me of, of a quote from Tupac. He says, you know, I, I may not change the world but I guarantee I spark the mind that does. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know, you know, it goes back to what we were saying about just children, you know, and, you know, we have a responsibility, man, you know what I'm saying? And we can't just be people who take up space. We can't just be people who take and take and take and take and take, you know what I mean? So. For sure. Well, thank you, JB, uh, you know, for your work, for your music, uh, for your artistry, uh, for what you do in the community. You know, you, you are paving the way for a, a lot of young people to continue it and also, I think, exemplifying uh, the connection between uh, hip hop and community activism and, and protest poetry. So I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro, for real. No doubt.
Thank you for listening to Dream Radically Podcast brought to you by the Foundation for Liberating Minds. Learn more about the work of Foundation for Liberating Minds at our website, foundationforliberatingminds.org, our social media pages at Foundation4LM, and consider getting connected with the podcast and all our members by supporting this work through our Patreon, patreon.com slash foundation4lm. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate the pod wherever you're listening. Power, and may tomorrow bring us closer to our radical dreams.